0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 15 of the Attack in the Championship podcast. My name is Tom Butterfield, I'm your host and let me introduce our resident guest, a certified data analyst. He's a scout, an FA licensed coach and also an intermediary, David Bromley. How are you mate? I'm alright Tom, I'm doing well, thank you. Good stuff. Getting so chilly we're... now, getting chilly. Yeah, it's getting cold yeah, is it? it's getting it is. cold. It's certainly cold up here now, that's for damn sure. I bet. Yeah. North of the wall as it yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Um, today episode 15, we're getting closer and closer and closer to the January window, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, so we've been get, moving through in a in a process, because we love a process, just helping people understand what we're going through uh, as, as far as how we're looking for what teams need, how they play, what might be appropriate players for them. And we're, we're starting to now get a few names together, aren't we, who might suit a few different teams or a few different playing styles. So um do you want me to hand over to you and you can tell me whereabouts we are with things?
1: Yeah, I, I guess we're uh, really leading up to what we call the main event, aren't we now? So we've been running this process, as you say. Um, the idea is that we're trying to assess, constantly assess, all all four, 24 teams in the championship for their attacking output. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to compare what they've been achieving with what they might have initially expected to achieve at the beginning of the season. So we're trying to sort of make comparisons of actual versus expected. Um, And from the the numbers, which we can sort of drill into and say, well, are there particular aspects of their attacking um, contribution that are deficient or or falling behind? And from those numbers, we're trying to derive um, their requirements, and particularly in regard to the three playing roles that we always identify, which are the striker, chance creator and attacking support player. So we're trying to say, let's see how teams would have expected to have uh, um, played out offensively. Let's see what they've been doing. Let's see, therefore, what they might feel they need. And we'll have a look at the market. And we wanted to wait until there was sufficient data to be able to do that, which there is really now, Mm -hmm. um, ahead of the January transfer window. So we can start to come up with some names and, discuss some the the, really the rationale as to where how we came up with those particular names and i thought what we'd do is we'd introduce a few names today and and the process again just sort of firm up on the process of how they came about and then we'll just continue to add names as we as we lead up to january and start looking at you know some actual sort of possibles and uh, yeah so um what we the first one of the first things we did of course was we um looked at playing styles of the clubs, didn't we, of the teams, and said, right. is there a way that we can use the, the, the figures to actually tell us the, the style of play? Because the reason for that is then we can start looking for what we always call appropriate players rather than just good players. So if a team is playing in, a say, a, an attacking style or a counter-attacking style or a direct style, then if they need a chance creator or an attacking support player, then they're going to want a player in that role but one that is relevant and appropriate to their particular style so when we start when we start looking at the players performances and with that's how you judge you know who who your best bet is to look at but you want to be looking at specific types of performances so we want to be saying can we sort of derive from player the individual player metrics and performances can we start to say well they might fit into a possession-based team or they might fit into a uh, pressing team, so mm-hmm. that's where that's the sort of background to it, and that's what we've done. So um, we could start from of logically, you know, the top of the of the league and and work our way down sort of quickly, and say, well, you know, what where do we think they are? What do they need? And what are there some names that we could we could jump on? I think that um, the nice
0: thing as well, David, is is that we're we're able to look at the different uh, as we go through the players. There'll be you're you're also taking into consideration the different budgets and the financial constraints of each team as well, aren't you? Which is which absolutely would be
1: great. Which will be interesting that's, when we look at the lists. That's right, and that all fits fits into the appropriateness, doesn't it? Because mm. we're we've talked about this a few times. You know, the the global marketplace of players or the the talent universe, you might call it, is hundreds of thousands of players deep. Yeah, literally. So when you when you start looking for a player for you know Swansea or QPR, you know, where are you going to look? And one of the things you've got to do is to say, well, there's going to be a financial resource restriction, and there's no point in coming up with the best players if they're going to cost you 20 million pounds and you've got and you've got a million. So um we, again, we've tried, as you rightly say, to build that into our process so that so what we did in this case, this is slightly different to what I've done with individual clubs, because we're trying to, you know, we can't go, it would be very, in a way, it'd be quite interesting, but it would be very, very labour intensive and time consuming to go through 24 clubs looking at three different roles and five different playing styles and say, well, you know, what are they, there'd be so many permutations. It would take us till next Christmas to go through them. (laughs) So what we've tried to do is to make a sort of a, a process that we can, we can sort of move through relatively smoothly. So what we've done in, in the first case is said, well, we've what I've done is I've split the division into four uh, from a, a financial resource point of view. And I've said the top end, which tends to be, which is really the three that have come down from the Premier League, are clubs with resort, plenty of resource, you could call it, financial mm-hmm. resource. The bottom end is a club's with very little, if any, financial resource. And the two sections between are, you know, just to just going up from from hardly anything to, you know, an embarrassment of riches. So we've yeah. we've put each team in one section of those four, and when we start looking into the players, we've also had to try and come up with sort of re- sensible figures for the value of the players, and yeah. um, and we've done that in the best way that we can for this job. Um, in an ordinarily, again, what I would do with with an individual club is to use our model to to plug in all the club-specific um, data criteria, mm-hmm. and then we'd have all our own individual, um, individually calculated values. But, of course, we can't do that for all the clubs, for all the players. So we've we've come up with what we think is sort of as sensible a figure for each player that, as we can. So what we're going to end up with is a list of players, and we can pull out – well, we, I suppose as we go through, we kind of cover it, really, but we can pull out those – that are most relevant to the club in question, hmm. from a sort of financial point of view and the playing style point of view.
0: Fantastic. So
1: hopefully that makes some sense.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely.
1: Um, but one of the difficulties is with this, Tom, is is trying to cover everything, but also trying to do it in a way that flows and that you know doesn't sort of lose people yeah. because it's very easy to get sort of lost in the process if you're not careful in yeah, it. Ab- but
0: absolutely. And I think if if we were working through this process for real obviously you've got one club, you've got all the information that we've talked about in the recruitment process, that three-part three challenge that we've we've talked through in previous episodes. So you have all of those questions answered, whereas now we're, we're making some assumptions. We've we found some things that we, you know, the data shows us the playing styles and the attacking output of the, of the players. But of course, there's other Sort of softer questions in there about where they would be putting their priorities in the transfer market um you know as far as age or, or, or whatever for for players you know lots of different variables for that so but it's it's a good place to start i think uh, yeah by, by looking at things objectively because there's been a i think there's a story that we'll, we'll talk about later where a player's been linked with a certain championship club and um and i, th- I think that'll be quite an interesting conversation to have after we've we've finished this yeah um but yeah, should we should we have a look at the sure yeah the, the top top of the league?
1: Well, if we go down from the top of the league, obviously we've got mm-hmm. Leicester at the top. Now we we've categorised Leicester as primarily a possession based playing style,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and we know that they've got every every team is is somewhat all five playing styles, but they're the prim, primarily the possession based. Yeah, and we we think of the three roles that we, or our numbers tell us of the three roles that It's the striker that they would probably be looking at if they're looking at anything. Sure. And you might argue, look, they're top of the league, things are going pretty well. You know, they're not necessarily in the market, but if they were looking at anything, the the balance of the of the, of the metrics seems to suggest it might be a striker. Mm-hmm. Um, now, from a resource point of view, they are one of the Group One teams who would have, who would have, as far as any championship team is has got this, they would have, you know, plenty of resource. Yeah. so and we all know when you're looking for strikers they they're not going to be cheap so um yeah,
0: exactly you know they
1: they're, they're going to be so we've got some sort of notional figures in for mm-hmm. budgets for strikers chance creators and attacking support and they're not just yeah. they're not made up they've they've come from a we've we've drawn out of the um of the universe of of players players that have performed really well and then we've looked at their their um values and we've come up with sort of some average values so um Leicester, Leicester looking at a striker would be the number number one resource group club looking at the number one most expensive role, wouldn't it? Yeah. So um <laughs> and we, we've got some figures here. I mean, if you look if you set our, our model up to do this, Leicester mm-hmm. looking for a striker, it brings up um we we're looking at the top 50 on my on on the screen that we're looking at, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so we've got Leicester City. They're a, a possession-based team. We're looking at strikers. Their budget, you know, would be the largest budget in the division, yeah. um, and on our list of fifty, and these this is a list that's worked that is it's been through our our um, player evaluation model. So what we've done is we've said right for a possession-based team looking for a striker, there are certain metrics that would be in in combination would be the most important ones to look at hmm. and they'll be slightly different to the metrics that you would consider to be most important for say a team playing in a direct style mm-hmm. or a counter attacking style there'll be we've hopefully put some football intelligence into this um you know that, that's a moot point i suppose <laughs> you can argue can't you about these things i guess indefinitely but we've tried to say well, if you're a possession-based team and you're looking for a striker, what particular attributes would that striker need to possess? Mm-hmm. Um, so we tried to do that. And given though that, that um, order of attributes, this is the list of players in rank order.
0: Gotcha. And this
1: is based on their performance over the last calendar year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so we've got some players in there with very hefty fee uh, valuations, yeah. you know, 30 million and, and more um but we've got players in there at less than a million because yeah. we wanted a bit of a we wanted a bit of a spread so yeah. that we could allocate some possibilities to all the different clubs depending on their resource um, and we've picked out from this particular list and this is just now I've just flicked over to the top 25 it's the same list yeah. but it's the top 25 and I've highlighted there these two players um, the first player that sort of comes to mind or that I've picked out um
0: is is this guy, Harris Tabakovic. Hmm. I was having a little look look at him. He's a I've watched a few a few highlights, a bit of a bit of work from him from Hertha. He looks like a looks like a target man. He's a big, big guy. He's six six four. Right. So you would imagine that the um the physicality of the championship wouldn't be too much of a problem. Yeah. I pulled
1: a few things out as well. Good man. Which which yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: And uh, and he's recently switched his international allegiance from from Switzerland, where he went through most of the age groups, uh, to becoming a fully fledged Bosnia international. Right. But, he's um, twenty.
1: He's twenty nine. Tom, isn't he? Mm, now, yeah. When when you look at the numbers, you you go, well, hang on a minute. How can he be so high up the list, and yet Mm-mm. he's only got a valuation of you know less than two million? I think yeah. is on our list because we're looking at euros on mm-hmm. some some of the other um, uh, places, but on our list, yeah, we're talking about sort of. 1.8 million or something. Yeah. Well, I guess clearly the answer to that is he's 29 years old. Sure. Um, so you're buying somebody to come in and do a job. You're, there's really no kind of ongoing um, investment value there. No. From the asset.
0: He seems to have spent most of his time in, in the Austrian second division. Um, and then he he scored lots of goals for Austria-Vienna, almost, well, he scored 17 in 28 for them in the league. But then he's coming to Hertha Berlin, first year and he scored was it nine in 14 so far yeah yes, so, yeah so um but he, he's he looked he looked pretty good in the uh in the action i saw of him uh, it looked like he was uh deceptively mobile for for a big man as yeah, <laughs> as yeah I would say right. but um but seemed very much a, a focal point of, of an attack like a, a a real sort of old-fashioned target man sort of guy someone yeah. to hold that center of the pitch yeah and um and be there for on the end of stuff really yeah. which you know, pretty much what you want, isn't it? He's an, he's an
1: old-fashioned centre-forward, by the sound seems of it. To be. Yeah, he's it seems he's to be. playing for Berlin in the in Bundesliga 2, uh-huh. albeit they're second, I think, in the division. So they're okay. they're pretty strong in that division. Mm. And I thought, mm, but be interesting on these players. We have got half a dozen players that we're going to just basically do a little sort of five-minute, mm. you know, look at like like this guy. Um, the strength of that league is about ninety-eight percent the strength of the championship,
0: right?
1: So because there's ways you can you can try and use numbers. Mm. You won't be surprised that oh, I want to look at it this way. Yeah. You can try and use actual numbers to say, because this is one of the difficult things, isn't it? You go, look, how do you, you look at a player who's playing in this country or at this level, and yeah. you think, well, how do I really relate that to the difficulty he's going to face if we bring him to our club
0: Sure,
1: at whatever level you're playing? Um, so there's a there's a kind of objective way of doing this, which is mm. what I kind of like. It doesn't answer all the questions, does it? It doesn't no. mean if you find something that's equally as difficult, they're going to find it equally, they're going to find exactly the same challenge. Because it may be that, you know, there's a technical requirement in, say, Spain mm-hmm. that makes it very difficult, but there isn't the physical demand. And then sure. you can bring a player in and you go, well, hang on, he was brilliant there. And that's just as strong a league as ours or stronger. And now he can't cut it in our league. Well, maybe there are other other dimensions to the to the challenge. but yeah. Looking purely on a sort of level of difficulty, it looks like there's not that much difference. I think our championship is slightly stronger in whatever way you choose to look at it. Gotcha. Um, but
0: it's, it's pretty close though. But it's
1: fairly that. close, yeah. Mm. Um, and as you say, you know, he's been, I mean, he hasn't he hasn't been a high flyer, but he's no. managed to score goals. And, you know, let's be honest, I don't know whether Leicester City would be looking at a player like this because they might no. say, well, we, why do we need to take a risk on a player when we can bring in, a player for a lot more money, sure. Um, but we, the reason we kind of identified some of these is because we thought, well, there are other clubs in this division who might want a striker who, absolutely, for whom ten million pounds isn't an option.
0: Yeah, you
1: know, but maybe a couple of million would be. So, yeah, th- this guy, so Tabakovic at Hertha Berlin, his fourteen appearances, nine goals, three assists. Which, when I mean, we've talked about assists, but his goal contributions been. Been good and it very very solid in the last calendar year. So yeah, there's one that's a possibility, a straightforward, outright centre forward.
0: Um, I think as well, you know, talking about the risk of the of the transfer fees, two million. If you could get him a striker for two million, and mm. he scores you fourteen goals in a season. Yeah, it's a pretty decent return, isn't it? It's very decent if if you if you get that. You know, for two million and and with with Leicester where they've got um you've got Jamie Vardy. He's more of a guy I would think of. You know, maybe physically he's not quite able to do the same sort of job, but a guy who's very, very good in behind. You know, running off of centre halves. Yeah. Um, And Ian Acho flatters to deceive a little bit. I'm not not totally convinced by him. Um, To have a six foot four target man, to you know, someone to to sort of play that um, sort of anchor role up front for someone to play off of. Mm. That's not not bad, not bad price, really, is it? Two no. two million,
1: no, and and it may be, you know, we've we started with with Leicester because like we feel they, you know, they're top of the league. We started with them, they want a mm. striker, um, so, but you know, it may be that um, there'll be others that that are more sort of up their street. But there might be other clubs that would have a look at a player at that level, you know, because you are. So the next one on the list that we highlighted was um, a player at Montpellier. And we've got some information. I expect we've both had a look at this guy. Um, Yeah. And he's uh, perhaps a little bit more up Leicester Street.
0: Mm.
1: Accor Adams at Montpellier, Mm. Um, you know, he's going to be six and a half there. Again, it's in Euros, but he's going to be like probably six or seven million, Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: would have thought, at least as far as we can ascertain at the moment. You never really know. The other thing to say about these numbers, you never really know. What what is a sensible number until you start the negotiation process of course exactly you know exactly. so who's to say that the club doesn't have wildly unrealistic ideas about what a player's worth but you've got to start somewhere haven't you and you've got to have some sort of objective way of looking at him but I don't know what you made did you ever
0: yeah it looked different to um, our Bosnian colleague yeah His name I can't remember off the top of my head Tabakovic yeah. Tabakovic yeah or Tabakovic or Tabakovic yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, he he looked a, a different, still a, a big physical guy, you know, six foot three. Yeah. Um, but he seemed to have a very different playing style to uh Tabakovic. There you go. I've, I've gone yeah, to Bakovich now. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh he most of his goals that I saw came from a ball over the top and him running in behind. Right. Uh, you know, somewhere sort of playing off the shoulder of the of the centre half. So, right. uh, yeah, I found that quite interesting. But he looks pretty quick, you know, pretty quick, pretty strong, you know, quite good on the ball, you know, pretty uh, pretty good dribbling with the ball. So, yeah, he looked, looked fairly talented, to be honest. Well, he's
1: not long been there. I mean, he only went there in the summer, didn't he? So, yeah. you know, again, it, it, you often find this, that players that have done really well in this re- most recent period have not long moved. And that's probably one of the reasons they haven't long moved, because the, the, their recent form's been decent. Yeah. But, you know, to uh, be honest with you, I think if certain clubs in the championship want a player, then he's probably going to come somewhere or other, even I mean, if he's only been somewhere for a few months. But yeah. I mean, he's, he's at Montpellier, um, you know, in Ligue 1, in France, that's a little bit stronger than the championship. That's, that's 10% stronger right, than, okay. than the championship. And so, you know, we, we know that we, lots of clubs have done very well going to France and, Taking their players out, it's a, it's a pretty strong league. I think it, there are dif- differences, aren't there? Again, in the, in the in the demands in France, but lots of players have come over and done really well
0: from there. Yeah, um, I, I think the physicality side of it. I mean, I don't know for certain, but I would imagine it's is still still pretty high in the championship. You know, you need to be physically and mentally strong to play in that in that league. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it hurts to be. You know, a six foot three No, strong, it doesn't strong physique, does it? It doesn't seem like physically he would necessarily struggle, does it? No.
1: no. Um, but yeah, I mean, so he's he scored seven in fourteen mm-hmm. league
0: league starts. Um so and I mean, they're, it's they're not... pretty mid table, Montpellier, I think, from last time I saw. Right. So um okay. so it's not, not bad. Probably no. lower than probably slightly lower than halfway, but
1: yeah, but from a point of view of a possession based team, mm-hmm. what what the requirements might be of the individual Striker for a possession-based team. His performances have have come up, you know, yeah. very, very, very high. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that would be, I would guess, from a less Leicester's point of view,
0: mm-hmm.
1: probably more one that they'd say, look, we know it's it's three times the money, mm-hmm. but then again, there's a little bit more to hang your hat on there, and he's 23 years old, of course. Yeah. So yeah, I was there's that. Say that. Mm. There's that sort of, you know, he's got a higher ceiling there, sure, in terms of his asset value. So they'd be looking. They'd be looking at that. Any club bringing him in, wouldn't they?
0: Definitely. So um, it's good though because they're they're two two players that I hadn't personally heard of before. Yeah. But you're you're getting them right under two. Two players are going for probably thirty five million. Uh, yeah. You know, thirty five million. Then you've got uh, Tabakovic at just under two. Yeah. And and then you get um, Akor Adams there at, uh, at fifth. So yeah. It's um, it's interesting that, that they're above you know players that I've heard a lot more of. I mean, you've got Joel Pirro there at number eighteen. That's right. Yeah. Um, and you have got Furahashi as well. I think I saw on there. Did I maybe a bit further down the list? Perhaps he was. Yeah, he um, might be on the list of 50. there. of, of Middlesbrough yeah. as well. So yeah, it's um, no, it's good. It's good to to see those players because again, if we were to be, if we were a club, if we were Leicester Leicester City, let's say the, the head of their recruitment or whatever, mm. we could then say, right, well, Mr. Scout or Mrs. Scout. Off you go, yeah. You go and see Tabakovic. You go and see Mr. Adams, and then report back to us. You know, three, three games or whatever. Uh, let us know what you think. Are they the sort of thing we're looking for? If so, then you can start to do your due diligence on the off the field or maybe character uh, sort of stuff as well. Which it's been interesting. That's been in the news a little bit lately. I saw, um, and Postacoglu talking about that that he'd much rather have a player with the right attitude and and fitted in with the group than have an extremely talented player who didn't fit in the group. Right, so, okay. Um, so I think even, even more, it seems to be that that awareness that you can't just pick a player for his on-the-field stuff. He's got to be able to fit in with the group as well. It's a massive, massive importance.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely right. I, I, that's how I would see it, for sure. <laughs> and I think, there's, as you say, there does seem to be more of a of a swing that way generally, doesn't there? I mean, where where this would go from here in the overall recruitment process is this would be the initial sort of identification of talent. And then it would go to technical scouting. So Mm -hmm. you'd start to, as you've kind of done a bit of, you know, start to watch video and start to make reports back based on the requirements that you specified. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what how how is this player in in the specific disciplines that you're looking for? And then gradually if they still if they pass those tests and they'd move to the conventional to scouting test, as you say, and okay. go through the process yeah. that way. Yeah. So um if we go back to the um, where we were, which was mm-hmm. the um, we wanted to go from sorry, so many things going on here. <laughs> um, right. So if we go back, so that's Leicester. Ipswich, Mm-hmm. Or, in second, we don't feel they necessarily need anything. I no. mean, we you know, for what for reasons we've talked about before, I think, um, but when you compare their expectations to what they're doing, yeah. um it's well, I think it's better than they would have expected. So I'm not sure they'd be dipping back into the market again, no. unless there are any specific reasons that we're not aware of, which
0: of course yeah, there could I don't be think but... they particularly suffered any injuries, but um mm. I think what was it, the, the attacking metrics we looked at, they were number one, number one and number one, weren't they? They were. <laughs>
1: so yeah, you yeah. You would it's not surprising mm. that you know I'd be a bit concerned if if we were if if we were saying that we thought they needed to do too much, really. Yeah. Leads yeah. leads in third are really rather a similar story. I mean Mm-hmm. again obviously they expected great things i think their mm-hmm. their expected position was third and yeah. they are third so that's you know where that's that's not that's really in like you could say that they're performing in line with expectation i don't mm-hmm. think when i see that you know our model says nothing immediately yeah i can see why really so shows
0: how what a good sign in joel piro has been doesn't it yeah absolutely 204 percent of yeah the performance on that game changer score. no
1: exactly yeah they've done really well um Southampton in fourth um we've got them well we've got them down as again I'm sure we've got them down as needing a striker and a chance creator Mm
0: -hmm.
1: they're an attacking team Southampton Mm -hmm. so that's what we say is their primary playing style And for strikers, for an attacking team, some of the names we just looked at are going to be similar, but they'll Mm -hmm. be in different orders. I mean, Tabakovic is on the list, but he's not top. Mm -hmm. He's number five. Um, But there'll be players in there that obviously weren't on the previous list or are certainly in different positions. Um, Southampton are another one of the strong teams, aren't they? So they would have a budget that would allow them to go for a player like Adams that we just talked about. Um
0: and they've they've lost a couple of well, I think is it Che Adams? I don't know if Che Adams is injured or he has been injured quite a bit recently, isn't is As has Ross Stewart. Yeah. Uh, Stewart was know, injured when work, they so. brought him in, I think, wasn't he? Yeah. So
1: um you know, they've, again, they've a young
0: lad playing up front and they who hasn't really scored the goals. I think he's been doing his doing his best up there, obviously, but hasn't really scored. So whether they would be looking to to get someone in, and like you say, they've got the resources to do it, haven't they?
1: Yeah, yeah. So the list, the list would be. We've got names on here like um, Jimenez at Feyenoord, who would be outside of everybody's budget, I think. Yeah. Um, Adams again from Montpellier. Mm-hmm. I'm going to murder these names, by the way, for the pronunciation of some of these. But Uassi <laughs> at Stuttgart. Mm-hmm. Um, what's this? Ueda at Feyenoord. Yeah, I'd go with Ueda. Yeah. Um, who might be somebody they might look at? I think. Yeah. Looking at the numbers, maybe around about seven million. Mm-hmm. Um. Twenty-five years old, not a bad age at all. Yeah. Um, Tabakovic, we talked about mm-hmm. Duvicas at Celta Vigo is probably, possibly, you know, he might be a ten million pound shot. So uh-huh. again, if anybody's going to afford him, it's going to be yeah. the top, the top sort of three. But um, well, the three that came down from the Prem. Um, we got Itton at Young Boys, Amduni mm-hmm. at Burnley. But again, I think he'd probably be out of the budget. But these are all players that have in the last sort of calendar year have done things that would make them attractive to a as a striker to an attacking outright attacking team. Um so there's plenty of names there and some of which we'll be visiting I think in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, but we we're just going to pick out some there. Yeah, West Brom are an interesting one because um bear with me, I know I'm whizzing around here, Tom you probably your eyes are going no, go offside. side. <laughs> um so there's West Brom but West Brom are an interesting one because you would think, wouldn't you, look, West Brom, Middlesbrough, you know, Sunderland, the, these these bigger sort of clubs would have a budget. We happen to, all of us know, that West Brom's budget is very restricted yeah. because of their off-the-field off difficulties. So that really, I think they're in the same boat as the sort of Rotherhams and, you know, Sheffield Wednesdays yeah, and, and the teams right. that are, are going to struggle to do any business at all. Yeah. And any business they do in January is probably going to be dependent on, make movements that they ha- have to make within their current squad. So yeah, yeah. If they did sell somebody, would they be allowed some of the money back? And but we've picked out a couple of players that West Brom's style is a pressing style, which is sort of interesting because it's moved from in the last yeah. couple of weeks from a counter-attacking style, which it still is to a quite a high degree. Yeah, but their primary um. Um, style now is just about pressing so yeah it's interesting to see that, that what he's done what what um Corbrand's done there seems to have shifted their their main playing style slightly mm-hmm. towards a pressing style
0: yeah and whether that's going to change again depending on the on the opponents who, who knows i guess we'll find out won't we because he yeah. seems to be quite chameleon like with his his ability to to change the tactical approach for his his teams doesn't he yeah he does
1: We've had a look at attacking support players for West Brom because we've mm-hmm. already looked at strikers um and we picked up on, but well, we could go back and see if we could pick up on a striker that they might be able to afford. But we because we feel they need strikers and attacking support and we haven't looked at attacking support players. These are players, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, I'd advise you to. But if you haven't, um Strikers are strikers, everybody knows what a striker is really. Their primary responsibility is to score goals. Chance creator's primary responsibility is to create the chances mm-hmm. for for them and teammates to score goals. The attacking support player is is what it really said what it sounds like is to create the situations where that are supporting chance creation and goal scoring. So yeah. you know they're the more offensively inclined midfielders. Who aren't outright attacking midfielders. So they're not yeah. wingers, they're not tens, mm-hmm. but they're they're not the defensive screen either. They're they're players who you'd expect to get forward and carry the ball forward and get involved in in building attacks. Um, and we feel like West Brom need a striker and possibly one of those players as well. Mm. But their budget is going to be limited to you know the players who we've sort of highlighted a couple here, and they, they, these are gonna be sort of interesting. <laughs> You know that these are, I, I'm glad that we've picked on these because, because this is you come up against this a lot. You know, there are certain players everybody's heard of, and then there are other players that quite a lot of people have heard of, and then there are players that you just think, I've never heard of them, I've got no, no idea right. who they are, or even hardly ever heard of the club, maybe. <laughs> so, there's a player in, in 14th place here
0: for
1: mm-hmm. attacking support players for a pressing team, um, called Castro. Bakundo and Castro. Bakundo Castro. Yeah, we've his...
0: all we've all heard of, right? He's one of the guys. All we've all heard, heard of him. Yeah. of course we have. trying for to get Higgins, nut... exactly. Argentina. That well,
1: that well-known team. Yeah. So absolutely. yeah, are they Chilean? I think, aren't they? Just, ah, are they? yes. No, they are. I yeah, they, they are. are. Yeah, yeah they're a Chilean right. team. Now, just to start off with, the strength of that league in Chile is ninety-three percent as strong as the championship. Interesting. So That's there you go. I Whatever.
0: Have, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known that because I, well, maybe a bit of ignorant arrogance. You don't think of the league being that strong, do you?
1: No, but I think you know it's South America. It's a massive, yeah. you know. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? So exactly. I suppose when you think about Uruguay, Chile, you know, mm-hmm. even Colombia, and you, you think about these these countries that they're not the top sort of. Mm. Um, they're not the, necessarily the elite of that region, but they're still it just you know, shows that football it? If you, is such I mean, a massive sport there.
0: Yeah, I mean Mr. Castro here, he's, he's twenty-eight, isn't he? I think 28, 29, uh, coming yeah. up to twenty nine. Yeah. So he might be you might be looking at that saying, Well, with with the budget that West Brom don't have, or maybe teams yeah. don't have, they're thinking, Well, we don't really want to look at him, but we're not gonna take a risk on him. But seeing that ninety three percent strength for the mm. Chilean Premier Division. Mm. That should surely make you think. Well, perhaps we should be looking at this a little bit more. Here's, well, look where I he wondered, plays, wonder... Tom.
1: Look at this this yeah. range of
0: positions. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't
1: seem to mind whether he plays on the right or the left or in the yeah. middle. Or I mean, he'd attacking. be a great
0: guy to have, you know, in your squad and just say, Lucundo, you know, we need you to play on the left today or play on the right yeah. today. You know, you can play looks a little like bit a... more advanced, a little bit further back.
1: He does. He looks like a, a one of those sort of utility players, but an attacking minded yeah. utility player. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Look, he's he's a, he's a fairly kind of well. He's one set one seventy seven meters. He's <laughs> he's not a big lad. Um, I'd guess you know he's going to be very technically proficient. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: but you know his numbers are good. Yeah. So you know, well, there you go. That's why he's he gets, in there. He gets into process, doesn't he? That's why he's up there. Yeah. So there is something about him that he's doing that I would think yeah. it would at least would at least. Um, you know, justify somebody taking a look, even if it's only from a technical point of view.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, If you're in a position where, you know, £300,000 or whatever it's going to cost, yeah. 450000 is your budget, Yeah. you're not going to be able to shop in, you know, the top leagues in Europe. Um, And you're not going to be buying 22, 23-year-old players who are playing out of their skin. It's not happening, no. is it? No, exactly. So you need to be looking at being a bit more creative. And -hmm. okay, you might watch a few clips and you might say, well, no, you know, he's not gonna cut it in in our Mm -hmm. division for whatever reason. But it's interesting that you can you can get these you can get these options. And I mean we've all seen tons and tons of players that seemingly come out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, they don't come out of nowhere, do they? come no. out of somebody picking up on something and
0: yeah exactly whatever
1: so there's you know when you're shopping in let's be honest in in a well it's a bargain basement really mm. like west brom are that's that's yeah. really what you've, gotta you've be. got to
0: be a bit more willing to, to well, I think, think, you think outside the box didn't
1: yeah so that's their first one that we highlighted and then we <laughs> highlighted um
0: so this, you can pronounce this guy, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with Schwaref. Schwaref. C H O so U A R E F. Someone, I'm sure can you're right. Tell me, I'm horrendously wrong with that, but he is French, so I kind of use that as a bit of.
1: Yeah, uh, that sounds all right on that one. Schwaref, I'll do this. So he's a young guy, 22. He's playing in the Swiss league, but not even the top division there; okay. the second tier. Which apparently is 96% as strong as the championship.
0: And again, would not have I known mean, that, David. I wouldn't have known
1: that. But, no. you know, they're a strong... Do you know, the the, the top league in Switzerland mm-hmm. is far, far stronger than the championship.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: From a from a numbers point of view. So, yeah. you know, I mean, and actually, we all know Switzerland have done really well.
0: Yeah.
1: As a, you know, on the world stage as a, as a mm-hmm. national team. So... um you know but there you go so here we are here's a young player um again he's not going to break the bank 600,000 or something mm-hmm. um i don't know what you made of him
0: uh, yeah it's... i didn't i didn't see much on the form of actual actual action i'd have to go and and have a look at that a bit more yeah i mean looking at looking at the numbers he he was involved in the france under 19 ga- uh, team only for a game back in 2019 mm. um this is his first sort of fire outside of France. He, he was at Chateau, played in their second team and then their first team. Didn't really do too much there as far yeah. as attacking output from a goals point of view. Uh, scored four goals in 73 games. But then that is a very young age to be playing. So I don't know how many of those games he started. I don't know how many, game, you know, how many minutes he's actually played in yeah. those games. Um, so uh, it's interesting though. Interesting. I mean, and, and again, he, gets, he he gets in the door for a reason. Yeah, he does. Like someone, someone's not just thrown his name in there because they heard he was good. He's he's getting in there because he's producing at yeah. a level that's very similar to the championship level. So, yeah. you know, you've at least then he gets into that first bucket, you know, to go into the filter, like you say, into the technical scouts, you know, that might then, he might shoot out and say, no, he's not what we're looking for, or he gets yeah. taken further. And And if you could pick up a guy that plays regularly for you, yeah. and performs well in, in the championship for 800,000. Yeah. You'd take that all day, wouldn't you?
1: Well, this is the thing. You know, there are lots of players that – there's so many players in that, in that universe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you do? What, unless you're using some kind of objective process yeah. by saying, well, there's some criteria that we're going to specify, and we're going to take seriously what comes out of it. Unless you're doing that, where mm. on earth are you going to find – how on earth are you going to pick them pick out? Exactly. There's half a million of them, so you're not, are you? (laughs) So one way or another, he's found his way out of there. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't think that if you watch players who've managed to do that, you're going to go, well, they're terrible. No. Because I don't don't know how how you register the numbers if you're terrible. Unless you're playing at a a level that is so, so weak,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, then, but, you know, again, we've all seen this. You can only play what's in front of you, can't you? And and young players sometimes can step up. We don't know. We're not saying go and sign him. What we're saying is, there are ways of picking out players that might be worth taking the next step, which is yeah. technical scouting. So there's somebody mm-hmm. at, at very little money. Who've demonstrated at a, a reasonable level, they can make an attacking contribution. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they wouldn't have come through and no, come exactly. out of that in in that sample. So there they are. Um, so that's West Brom
0: in the overall I'm really, process. Really interested in in the. The relative strengths of the leagues as well. I think that's really good to see uh, mm. and, and find that out. That's um, yeah, really interesting. Well, there's a there's a way of doing this, and it, I
1: don't know whether I've talked. I think we might have talked about this once. We talked or about twice it briefly before. I think, yeah, yeah. Which is just a way of of allocating points between clubs when they play each other, mm. and it's the way that they use well, the way they use for grading chess players. Because you know, how do you grade a chess player? Because the game's the same, the rules are the same. You know, how do you pit people against each other who are sort of worthy of playing each other? Mm-hmm. Well, there are ways of doing it, and it's to do with when they play. When players play each other and they've got ranks, yeah. then the winner sort of a, 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 is assigned. It's kind of difficult to explain in, in any abstract terms. So I suppose but...
0: in in sort of chess terms, it's it's not as simple as just. You know, from a football point of view, if you win, you get three points. No, you it's, might, it's you to might do win with and you might get point one point, or you Well, might it's to do, do with the difficulty. Yeah, it's to yeah. do with the difficulty. If you're playing, if
1: you're a, uh, if you're ranked, you know, one hundred and fifty, and you're playing a team that's ranked three hundred and fifty,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you win, your yeah. the credit you get from that is less than if you're playing a team who was seventy nine. Gotcha. and equally on the conversely the team that 79 who played you who were 150 and lost to you yeah. will then be debited to yeah. the degree that there's a difference between the two teams and that constantly goes on mm-hmm. and and so the whole thing is adjusting itself all the time yeah. and what other way would you do it anyway
0: yeah exactly you
1: yeah. know what other way realistically would you do it over and again it's one of these things it doesn't mean anything much at the very low level at the really tiny sort of um minutely granular level if one team plays another team that particular result isn't a massive influence but over a long period of time and a lot of data it, it's it it becomes robust. Yeah. Yeah. So so we we're sort of whizzing through the league. Hull City, um I think we said they didn't need anything. Mm-hmm. Um Blackburn, I don't think we said neither. Blackburn didn't need anything. Blackburn and again and just a t-
0: midfielder really couldn't they?
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> if you don't, it's Sammy Smodics who I yeah. said at some point made a little throwaway remark about. Well, of course he's doing really well, but it's only a few games in that. I think last. to be fair, we <laughs> I I very much agreed with you as well. But fair play to him, it has yeah, lasted, yeah, hasn't it? And I hope it continues. Uh, Preston, we think need mm-hmm. one of each, really. Yeah, we think
0: they need something. It's a weird we? playing style they've got.
1: Well, yeah, I mean they're an outright. Mm, what have we got here? Well, we have just said with they need one of it. Preston need, mm-hmm. you know, one of each, yeah. and you know their their budget is going to be a kind of mid range budget. And we think so. Sunderland,
0: right? They just changed their manager, haven't they? Yeah.
1: So I was quite yeah. surprised at that. And
0: well, disappointed as well. I, I quite I quite yeah, like them as a manager. I
1: do too. I mean, they're very ambitious, mm-hmm. and you know, I think their results recently. It's stalled a bit, isn't it. Yeah. God, there's it's it's brutal. There's no, there's no kind of time, is
0: there? No. You
1: know, it's just.
0: I don't know. It's tough. I think that's it's a tricky thing when, when your transfer policy seems to be getting in young players. You never quite know exactly how they're going to respond, do you? you know, how, no. How well? How easily they're going to get into. Playing, you know, full-time championship football where you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and, and all that sort of thing. It's it's hard to hard to know, and it may well be that they they take 15, 20 games to actually find their feet in the division, can't it? Yeah, can be if if at all, of course.
1: Again, I think maybe you know has he has he made a rod for his own back by being so successful so yeah. quickly there? Yeah, and of course aspirations rise with mm. with accomplishments, don't they? Yeah. So you know, I mean, I in guess a way, time if, will tell, won't it? If it if it had been a bit more gradual, yeah. They might have been delighted with it. Yeah. But yeah, it's um yeah, time will tell, of course. But yeah, so Sunderland attacking team, you know, outright attacking team in the sort of mid-range again for budget. We're saying we think they're they're possibly in need of a chance creator. Here's mm-hmm. the list for chance creators for an attacking team. Again, we've got players in there. Um at the top is a player that we sort of talked about recently, Cherney. Do you mm-hmm. say that? Yeah. At Wolfsburg, yeah. they're not going to afford him. Somebody might afford him. There's my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, the so this is an interesting one, isn't it? A, co- a Costa from yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, I
0: noticed that one mm.
1: at five million quid, but you know, seems to be doing well. Yeah. Um, haven't looked into it really. Um, then we've got. Inigo Vicente from Racing Santander. Yeah. Um. I don't know a lot of these players, but no, I, I looked.
0: Them... I looked at um Vicente, and he looked. He looked pretty decent technical, but of course you're looking at highlights, so you're not looking at whole games, so you can't say for definite. But he could certainly pick a pass, good, yeah. good with free kicks. You know, got forward well. Yeah. Uh, from from the little I saw of him. Right, but uh, there's a young lad down there. Well, not young lad, actually, twenty seven year old from Shamrock Rovers. There is, yeah, down at number twenty two. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, just, just above some, yeah. you know, only four hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah, and uh, ahead of two guys, you know someone playing in, uh, is it Palmer playing for Celtic and yeah, uh, Jack Patad's there at, at Watford. So, you're looking yeah. at getting similar sort of output, but yeah. for four hundred and thirty thousand, it, it might be a team. Fancy's taking a, a pop on
1: that, wouldn't they? Well, t- certainly taking a look at it yeah. anyway, you know, cause yeah, you may look at it and go, well, look, you know, he's playing at a much lower level. We're trying to take into account to a degree, mm. the level, but you, again, you, you can only go so far with that, but yeah. Yeah. if they're coming out of, if, the, if a player is coming out of the environment that they're in successfully, mm. then they're doing something worth probably, yeah. you know, worth looking it's at. Like, like you said yeah. as well,
0: these, these, this list takes into consideration the strength of the league they're playing in, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it tries to the best yeah. it can. There's some difficulties with that. And I'll tell you mm-hmm. one, the technical difficulties is that I probably won't bore the life out of people if I bother <laughs> explaining them too much. But one of the difficulties is that you're taking a, a period of time and you're trying to assess the performance over a period of time. And that period of time might be split between two different levels. Right. So you might be saying, look, we're taking a year. If we take too little a period of time, we don't get the, the
0: yeah.
1: robustness in the, in the figures.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but if we take too long a period of time, it might straddle too many different levels. And yeah. then how do you take account of that? You sure. know, it becomes much more difficult. So we try to do it, but we have to remember that, look, the eye test, that's why the eye test is important because mm-hmm. the yeah. numbers can help you because they can shuffle out an awful lot of the sort of noise and mm-hmm. give you something to work on. Yeah, but then after that, you've got to kind of be—you've you, got to be you, doing what you would always do: watching the player, like you've been talking about, watching the player. Uh, what, what's his main style like? Does he look strong at this? Does he look like he'd be yeah. physically capable in this division, and all sorts of other things? And that, that's why it's so important that you have this blend of of objective and subjective.
0: Yeah,
1: but there's some players down on that list for potentially for Sunderland. I think we picked out a couple. Yeah. So Vicentí, Inigo Vicentí at Racing yeah. Santander. That, that was
0: the guy I had a little look at some some highlights from him, and he right. he, he looked like he would play, certainly play behind the the striker, um, and uh, and be a be someone who would you know be through through passes you know trying to get in between uh, sort of fullbacks and centre backs. Yeah, good good set piece player. Right, um, scored scored a free kick relatively recently. I think probably this this season. Right. It might be his only goal actually, he's he's scored so far. But um but no, he, he looked like a fairly fairly tidy player.
1: And this is chance creation, isn't it? So mm. yeah. Um you know, again, he's playing in um La Liga Two in mm-hmm. Spain, which is is almost identical strength wise to the championship. Yeah. But the style will be different, won't it? Sure. We yeah. we know that because we know yeah. that Spanish style. So again, depending on the team and how they see things, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I would have thought with Sunderland, they're a very... are a very
0: fairly well, I would have thought. Yeah, I would
1: have thought so. They're technical Whether that's going to change, team. who
0: knows?
1: Yeah, we don't know. But, you know, um, he seems like he, he's going to be a capable. You know, again, he's, yeah. his numbers... I mean, I, I, again, I know I say how much I don't like assists, but I know he's made eight assists in 18 games. But yeah. he's probably done... He will have had to have done other things to get in yeah. these to get to get into this little group. So it's mm-hmm. not based on assists. His expected assists, for example, will be up there because he wouldn't have been able to get this high up because that's one of the important measures that we use for chance yeah. creators. Um, so and if you're not familiar with that, very briefly, the expected assists, I think, mean more than the assists because they don't rely on your teammate converting the chance
0: Absolutely. to give you
1: an assist. They just mean if you've created it, you get credit for it. Yeah. So you know that's what. So he and he's done. Really, he must have. I don't know what he's actually done without going back and looking through all the numbers. But he must have done well, otherwise yeah. he wouldn't be in in this group. So Inigo he goes. one of them. Um, the other one, what will be picked out potentially for Sunderland was Joni Montiel,
0: uh-huh.
1: which I'm sure you know all about. Tom, I'm sure you know.
0: Oh, yeah, I know yeah, loads about yeah. uh, Joni. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know more about Joni Mitchell, I think, than Joni Montiel. Yeah, I thought that's what it said <laughs> when I first saw it. I thought, right. there you go. Um, yeah, I must admit, I didn't find a lot on this guy. Yeah. I didn't find much on him at all. Another La Liga 2 player. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, again, He's he's in there. His headline numbers don't look quite so impressive. Mm-hmm. But then again, his underlying numbers must be yeah he looks quite flexible he's he's played centrally and on the left hand side mm-hmm. um, I don't know again he'd be one of those that you'd just say well look he's come out of the system he's going to cost you maybe under two million yeah. somewhere between one and a half and two million he's playing in a league that is same level of, diff- of of strength as the one that you're in he's 25 years old yeah you know he's a good age is he worth at least conducting yeah, some technical sp- sp- scouting on I'd have thought so And then you either you'd either rule him out or you wouldn't, but yeah. Um, anyway, there he is.
0: Uh, Good old so
1: good old Mm Germany. So that's them. So then moving on from Sunderland, Watford, there's a group of teams now who I think we said, yeah, so Watford strikers and chance creators, and they're a possession based team. So they would have the same list as Mm -hmm. for strikers as Leicester would have, yeah because they're the same style. So the, yeah. the list for strikers would be the same. Mm-hmm. So again, we, we covered that earlier. So some of the, uh, the players on, on Leicester's list of strikers, I think I'm right in saying that they're possession. Um, yeah, so some of these, these strikers, Jimenez, Curasi, Tabakovic or Tabakovich, Dubikas, mm-hmm. Adams, Ueda, Banza at Sporting Braga, Dalinga at Toulouse, is that Kuypers again? I'd,
0: I'd go Kuypers, yeah.
1: Ittern at Young Boys. All these players that sort of we highlighted mm. for um, Leicester for strikers would, would also be applicable for Watford. Yeah. Um, but we also thought Watford maybe could do with, yeah, Chance grades. So there, there'll be, you know, Churny again right at the top.
0: Yeah, Vicente. Vicente, in
1: Acosta in there from Cincinnati. Keble at Paris. That'll be Paris FC, I guess. Mm. Vargas Shanghai port um Montiel's in there again um so there's again there's there's lists of these players because it's a possession-based team slightly higher budget maybe than some we yeah. think for a player at this in this we don't really know I mean again we're trying to derive these budgets from yeah. sort of logic but of course we know all sorts of things can affect the budget your team's got for any particular position. So, yeah. but you have to have something otherwise you you're just told well all right there's 20,000 players there. Yeah, exactly. You Go well, uh, you know, some, give us <laughs> give me something. Give me something yeah. to work on. <laughs> um so yeah, there's a there's a these are the lists running from, you know, the highest achievers in this position. Mm-hmm. But there's a fair few there. Um know, would be probably worth looking at from a mm-hmm. technical point of view. Yeah. Um and then this I think we get into this point in the division where there there's a few clubs now who we felt um Cardiff
0: I mm. think Cardiff were I think Cardiff were pretty much okay weren't they? They're okay, I we felt. thought.
1: Mm-hmm. Middlesbrough, I think maybe that we felt they might have needed somebody. Um yeah, chance creators and attacking support and they are well, and they're uh, attacking. So again they would be looking at the same sort of they're they're like Sunderland. Mm-hmm. from the point yeah. of view of... So the chance creators that we looked at for Sunderland would apply to Middlesbrough. So mm-hmm. Inigo Vicenti and Joni Montiel, for example, as yeah. chance creators, along with Journey Acosta. Mus at Paderborn. Suso yeah. at Sevilla. Um, you know, there's a list of them. We're, we'll get more into these, We as we said. We're, yeah. we're touching on them because we're having to cover all the other... Sort of infrastructure stuff as well. Um so we can't really otherwise we'd be a four hour show. But uh, we'll try and dig it in further into these names and you know get a bit more
0: definitely
1: information. But then there's a I think I'm keep saying this. I think we come into it's about four teams now we felt didn't really need much. Norwich I think we didn't think I oh know they must be further down. Norwich with chance creators and attacking supports. Um, and Norwich are an attacking team so again chance creators they're the same as Sunderland yeah
0: you
1: now they'll they'll have the same lists as them mm-hmm. um i think we've, we've the idea i think we've sort of made the idea clear here really haven't yeah. we that we've got all these lists and they they apply to particular playing styles and particular roles mm-hmm. and within those we know the budgets that the teams likely to have we think um and then we know a rough as best we can a figure for each player so we can start looking at sensible yeah. Options for each one. Yeah, I think really, I mean that we could go on, but I think the idea is we've set this. I think we've set it clear, really, haven't we? That this is we're doing this in an orderly way. Um, yes. Yeah. And we're going to keep on kind of digging in now as we get further and further towards January, and try and come up with more and more players, really.
0: Yeah. There was one player that took um, took my interest. It was a there's a, um, a story with. Uh, Leeds United were looking at David Turnbull, I think it was, at Celtic. Yeah. Um, so do you, I think, I think David Turnbull is generally, would be generally considered to be a, a chance creator or attacking support rather than a striker. Um, I know I mentioned him briefly too. I don't know if you've mm. had a, a chance to actually have a look at him and sort of have a...
1: Yeah, a I did. I did over. have a look. Tom, because it's always interesting okay. why, and you get this a lot. You know, you run a, you run a, 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 an exercise, and then a player you would have expected to be in the mix isn't in the mix. Yeah, and you think, well, what's that? I can yeah. tell you why he's not in our lists, and that's purely yeah. because he didn't make the cut regarding the number of minutes he's played in the last calendar year. Gotcha. So he had to
0: have played at least two thousand minutes in the last mm-hmm. calendar year, and which I think he played, which isn't an obscene amount of minutes to play, is it, within no. the calendar year?
1: No, no. Some lots of players have played more than twice. That. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's a good number. And the thing mm-hmm. is, when when you're look when you're initially faced with, as I say, hundreds of thousands of players, you have to have some way of drawing the line. Otherwise, if everybody gets in, you haven't, f- haven't yeah. moved it yeah, exactly. further forward. So you have to. But inevitably, when you draw the line, you run the risk of of it being an arbitrary line, and you miss the mm-hmm. the person who's one place below that line. Yeah. can get missed out which is why you need to do this thing as a constant process exactly
0: yeah I was going to say it's constantly shifting isn't it so yeah if and when he starts to play more minutes that of course then accrues and, and changes where he is on the on the list doesn't it change
1: but the other thing right. I did is I, I forced him into the sample so mm-hmm. which is perfectly legitimate yeah. you know so if you say look got 224 players in this sample who made the cut mm-hmm. because I put in criteria to do with age to do with uh perhaps a not nominal value to do with minutes played to do with um maybe a metric that's particularly relevant to that to that playing role yeah and i've come up with and i can handle 250 and i've got 224 or say
0: yeah
1: and someone says well look there's these players that we'd like to look at and they didn't make the cut you can force yeah. them in there sure and i forced him in there mm-hmm. um what what it seems to me, and I, and you know, Celtic fans would probably, if there are any listening, will probably go, okay. oh, no, that's not it. It looks to me as though in the last few seasons he's scored kind of half a dozen goals, but he's been mainly a chance creator.
0: Okay. This
1: season, I think he's scored seven in 12, but he hasn't created any. Um, now, so it, the, one of the difficulties is then what is he then? Because yeah. if I'd put him in with the strikers, he might have done really well, but he's not really a striker. But his mm. his his outstanding achievements, like smodics this year. I bet mm. if you looked at Smodic's output from a chance creation point of view, I bet it wouldn't be all that special. Sure, but he's you know he's delivering as a striker, um, and I think with Turnbull,
0: he's delivering as. Mm.
1: I don't know anything about how they're you playing. Wonder... Are they playing him further forward? What are they doing?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure, but I guess this comes to the the thing of, is this. Is this form or is this permanent? You know, is is this something that has followed him throughout his career? Is is this something that's going to be true from now on? Is he from an attacking support or or a chance creating position going to score one in two for the rest of his career? Mm. Probably probably not, because mm. otherwise there wouldn't be just Leeds looking at him. I mean, it's probably other teams, but you wonder whether you can get seduced by those numbers, can't you, from a, a recruitment point of view, and say, Possibly. well, he, he must he yeah. must be good because he's scored seven in 12, we should look at this guy. Whereas, actually, if you want him to do a certain role in the team, he doesn't have to score seven in 12. He has to make sure that Joel Pirro scores seven in 12. Or, well, or this, is like
1: uh, this is it. You've hit the nail on the head, I think, which is, you know, if you're just looking at him because he's done great and everybody's mm-hmm. going on about how well he's done, but is that the role that you're going to ask him to perform for you? We talked about this yeah. uh, probably on two or three different occasions, haven't we? Mm. which is if you don't if you're not clear on the specific instructions he's going to get within your playing style yeah and you're bringing him in because of some achievement that he's made and everybody's talking about him and you've nicked him off somebody who mm. wanted to sign him and that happens all the time by the way yeah but when he comes to you you've already got somebody doing that
0: yeah
1: or you don't play in a way that's going to create those kinds of opportunities for him mm. and what you needed him to do He's not so good at, but he wasn't asked to do that where he was. No, and we can exactly. think about, you know, I, I can tell you players I know now who are doing, who are playing roles that that aren't their primary sort of their best roles, if you like. They're, yeah. they're doing what they can to help out because that's mm-hmm. what they've been asked to do. Yeah. But if you look at their performance and you just, just say, well, look, according to what they're doing now, you know, they're not particularly for us. Well, it's more subtle than that, isn't it? yeah you know so when you're working on this every, all day every day then you add in these other kind of measures don't you? these other dimensions other perspectives and you look at players in a much more all-round way but we're yeah. trying to have one stab at it and pick out players that you know appear that they might fit into a particular style mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it was interesting that you met yeah. me putting forward
0: yeah it's a good it's a good case study for for having a process isn't it because otherwise yeah. you can get seduced by the shiny thing that comes along and go oh and then all of a sudden we're buying good players rather than appropriate players again aren't we yeah so exactly. i think it's really important to have those uh what what are the team values what's the playing style what are the roles you want from players what do you want them to be good at you know and what we're not too bothered about yeah. just make sure that you're reminding yourself to stick to those and and be be strong enough and be uh courageous enough i suppose to say yeah, this guy for three million—that's not a lot, you know. If we could get, you know, get a tune out of him, he could be, you know, it could be an absolute bargain. But he's not what we're looking for. And when no. you've got the likes of Dan James, uh, Somerville, and Rutter yeah. playing those kind of roles, and and they yeah. seem to be, you know, doing fantastically well playing off of, of Joel Piro. Yeah, you'd say, you know, is it is it something we should be looking at now? I'm going to that, stick my I neck out so, again do. here. Yeah.
1: And it's yeah. probably a really bad idea that I'm going to say what I'm going to say. <laughs> but is he going to score seven in twelve in the championship?
0: Yeah, I, I would. I would agree with you if, as long as you're going to say no, I'd agree with you. Yeah, I, you know, and if
1: you're bringing him in because he scored seven in twelve in yeah. Scottish Premiership, no mm-hmm. disrespect, but they're a strong team yeah. in a relatively weaker league.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, then putting him in a Leeds team, as you as you say, where you've got. That kind of um, contribution coming from all sorts of places on the
0: pitch, yeah.
1: You know, or are you stockpiling good players? Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. And yeah, I'm not. I'm Still. not sure. I would. It's. I'm not sure. It's an area I'd be. I'd be looking at from from the output, you know, not just from opinion, but from the attacking output and the players that they have and the way they're performing. Whereas, mm. was it? Three of them were in the top five when we looked at them. Yeah, I mean, just a wee while ago. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. I would say it's probably the last area they needed to be looking
1: at. Well, up. you would think that, wouldn't you? So that means he's he's nailed on to be a success, doesn't Ex- it? Exactly. It yeah, up. he's gonna so sign So might as well go and million. sign him. He'll be player of the season now. <laughs> he will. Absolutely. Yeah. Good absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Good stuff.
0: Okay, mate. Is there right. anything you want to add on to, to what we've covered today?
1: No, I don't think so. I just I think hopefully we've just sort of given a um an insight into you know the again, the process, the way you can actually start to get some names out of it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then we'll we'll try and lean a little bit more heavily on that as we mm. go forward now, and less on the process.
0: I'll keep um, scouring the um, the rumor mill, yeah, so to speak, and I'll I'll have a look and see what teams seem to be linked with certain players or you know certain players going away. Yeah. Do you do you think we could, if say for example we looked at a club and their centre forward? Let's let's say we were just talking about Leeds. So if Joel Pirro. Was being linked with a move somewhere, which isn't out of the realms of possibility. Mm-hmm. Would we be able to do a thing where we said, "Well, let's use Joel Pirro as our ex- exemplar and look for players who could play a similar role to him"? For example, yeah, definitely do that. It's we un- could do that. Cat. Yeah, okay. so absolutely. I'll, yeah. I'll keep an eye out for that, and then because that that might be quite interesting for, yeah. for people to have a look at and see, you know. Try and compare apples with apples, and, and say, yeah. "Well, you know, if, if this player left, what would we do?" And and maybe look at a team lower down the, the divisions as well, who've maybe got a player who's who's performing well. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah I
1: mean, well, I appreciate we moved down from the top, so you know, yeah, we, we want to cover the whole of the division, um, absolutely. But um, yeah, we can definitely do that.
0: Sounds good. Okay, then mate. Okay, Well, good. thank you very much. Thanks for listening, thank everybody, you. and we'll uh, and we'll see you next week when we're attacking the championship. Here's it. Bye bye.